It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. Their glaring weakness was their lack of spacing what the Thunder can do to try to improve that, and more on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Prize Picks. we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Giannis List Bucks on Saturday and preview tonight's game against the uh, Detroit Pistons, plus talk about the week ahead as a whole for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is incredible. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match guarantee up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Well, we're going to start this game recap the way we always do with our game overview, but I do want to thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms and YouTube so you never miss an episode. And we'll see how much I can get through this podcast without uh, coughing too much. But the game overview for the Thunder, Pokashevsky was out, uh, Chet was out, and Lindy Waters was out. Those were the only injuries for OKC. First time for Chet missing uh, action this season. I should say Poku missing action this season. For the Bucks. Giannis was out, Chris Middleton was out, Pat Connaughton was out, Joe Ingles was out, and they still have a fantastic team. Milwaukee is going to be incredible this year once they get back uh, Pat Connaughton, once they get back uh, Chris Middleton, of course, Giannis is playing at an MVP level this year. Uh, the Thunder starters were different again, another new group. 
SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Mike Muscala got a start in this game. However, the five most minute getters in this in this game were SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Usman Jang, and Jalen Williams. And for the Bucks, they rolled out a lineup of Drew Holiday, Javon Carter, uh, Mojan Bochamp, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez. The Thunder lose 108-94. to The Bucks got up 24 points, and the Thunder only grew an eight-point lead. There were four lead changes and six ties. The big thing here was that the Bucks got 20 points off of turnovers, and in the second quarter, the Thunder lost that second frame 33-19. to Every other quarter was separated by one point or tied um, besides that second quarter, of course, which was a OKC loss 33-19. And the 20 points off turnovers, of course, will extend the, the lead. And that was kind of the big difference in this game. You know, four lead changes, six times tied. Now, the Bucks won the rebounding battle 55-38, another big difference. But past that, then you had the Bucks with three more turnovers in OKC. Only two more points in the paint for Milwaukee than OKC. Uh, only five more second chance points for the Bucks than OKC. The Thunder won the fast break points by four. Both teams shot 42% from the floor. OKC only shot two percentage points worse than Milwaukee from three. And the Bucs did make more of their free throws, though. The Bucs made 88% of their free throws, and the Thunder made 62% of the free throws. So not a ton that separates these two teams, but the areas that were key you know, separators, the, the second quarter swing, the points off turnovers swing, uh, the free throws, all, all those things add up to big difference makers uh, in, in the course of a game. So it was an interesting game to watch, uh, but overall, you cannot win many games if you're not making your free throws, whenever you are not winning the rebounding battle to that degree, and of course, giving up points off of turnovers to a tw- at a 20-point uh, club. SGA in this game only had 18 points, and I think that it really showed the, the glaring weakness on this Thunder roster uh, with this Thunder team. So SGA... 18 points, three assists, a rebound, a steal, a block. He shot four for five from the line, 0 for one from three. He shot 43% from the floor overall, but every time that he went into the paint, there were two, three, four bodies in the paint getting very physical with him. The refs were not giving him many calls at all when he went to the line five times, you know, five, five attempts at the line. And in this game, it was clear that the lack of spacing is going to hurt SGA at times, depending on the opponent, depending on how good they are um, defensively and how big they can get with their different lineups. What's going to help maximize SGA and why he still has room to grow as a player is this roster has room to grow. Because if you can get league average shooters or above average shooters around him to where even it just keeps one more body out of the paint whenever he's driving, then he's going to get even better at finishing and just have more opportunities to finish because he's already a really good finisher, but just more opportunities to finish where he's not driving in on half a team or at times, you know, all five guys touching the paint whenever he's there. And so the the lack of spacing, I get that the frustration is there. I get how frustrating it can be watching it in real time right now. But I always will say it's, it's good to take a step back from the game to game nature of this and at least acknowledge that while the spacing is bad right now, it's very bad. The shooting is bad right now. It's very bad. The Thunder are making an investment in shooting. 
Look at Usman Jang's jump shot. Usman Jang's jumper looks really good. I think that Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara has a shot to be a really good or at least league average three-point shooter. Chet Holmgren shot 40% from three. These are all guys that you brought in within a calendar year. Uh, SGA, of course, has three-point upside. You've hired the best shooting coach in the NBA. Chip England, Usman Jang, Jalen Williams of Santa Clara, and Chet Holmgren were all within the last offseason. That's one summer's worth of investment. And they know that they keep investing in three-point shooting. You've got a whole other summer coming up to do that. So it's clear that the Thunder have made that a point of emphasis and will continue to do so moving forward. And they tried in this game to um, help their spacing and help their kind of just ability to drive on this bigger Bucks team by starting Mike Muscala. I think that that I think that that played a big role in Muscala getting the start. Um, is his ability to stretch the floor and to make life easier for SGA. But the Thunder still need a huge improvement from the from the floor spacing category, and that's evident, especially on Saturday. And so I want to see how the Thunder kind of counterpunch the Bucks on Wednesday. Uh, of course, Wednesday the Bucks might have Bacchianis. But I do want to see kind of what they look like in that setting. And then tonight, they play the Pistons. Though They are a two-point favorite on the road. So that'll be interesting to see how they, how they play against a nice uh, up-and-coming young team in Detroit. But we're still going to talk about Josh Giddy. We're still going to talk about SGA and the rest of this Thunder team and the rest of this game against the Bucks coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Prize Picks, folks. Prize Picks is incredible. It is daily fantasy made easy. Go right now to prizepicks.com or download the app. Use the code locked on. Get a 100% deposit match guaranteed up to $100. Make sure you check them out today at prizepicks.com. Prize Pick is easy. It is Daily fantasy made easy. What it is is you versus the projected numbers. So you don't have to worry about uh, anyone uh, that kind of does fantasy sports for a living just dominating your pool. It's just you versus the projections. So, for example, tonight against the Pistons, SGA's over-under could be 21.5. You just bet over or under. And, and, and if he scores 22 points and you bet over, you win. And same thing for the under. That's as simple as it is. You're going to be watching these games anyway. Make them interesting by going to Price Picks, getting the app, or go to the website, pricepicks.com, and use code Locked On for 100% deposit match up to $100. Go right now to pricepicks.com and uh, have some fun with daily fantasy sports. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Hello Thunderpod, email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Prize Picks. We are continuing talking about this Bucks game, and I want to talk now about Josh Giddy. But before I do, I want to thank you right now for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Under 30 minutes, they have the biggest and best stories from around every single sport. Peter Bukowski hosting Lockdown Sports Today. Josh Giddy. 15 points, 2 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 for 3 from the 3-point line, and shot 42% from the floor. I think that there was two big areas of improvement. Number one, this was the best game since his injury of him getting downhill and being aggressive at the rim. And I think that the Thunder need that from him each and every night. And obviously the ankle injury did not help, but it was good to see him getting back and being aggressive in this game. The other key area of improvement, which we've seen since preseason, has been his confidence in shooting. And there are many moments in this game um, where he relocated or had a catch and shoot opportunity and just didn't think about it, just shot it. I mean, there, there was one play where he relocates to the corner, catches the ball and shoots off one leg, just throws it up there and shoots. Uh, you know, th- th- that kind of confidence in your shot, even whenever they don't go down, is still a big improvement uh, from where he was a year ago the confidence and the fluidity of his shot is ahead of where it was last year. And this is a building process. Like getting better at shooting doesn't happen in a day. doesn't happen in a season. doesn't happen in a summer. Like it's going to take years upon years to build upon uh, your shooting improvements and to actually see them happen, you know, in the percentage category, right? It's going to take years of implementing, you know, these, these new areas of shooting and, and, and kind of just all the adjustments that he makes as a shooter and kind of changing the way that he has shot for his whole life. So whenever you see Josh Yeti improve as a shooter, it might not come percentage-wise, this season, it might come more so in just the, the process over the results. And so we talked about that last year with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and it's coming true this year for Josh Kitty. The process of shooting is a lot better. The, the comfortability, the fluidity, the decision-making, it's a lot better from him this year. Now, the percentage has not gone up yet. That will come with time. But everything else is getting a lot better. So it's good to see Josh Kitty uh, look better, from three again, and also get back to the aggressive nature. And that makes sense as he's more and more removed from, you know, as he's more and more removed from the injury, from the ankle injury, that he gets more aggressive and, and is better at the rim. I want to apologize too for all the big pauses. Um, <laughs> it's not easy to record a podcast whenever you're sick and your sickness is a bunch of coughing. So I'm doing my best to hit the mute button, but it's creating a lot of pauses for you all. Um, but Josh Giddy, 
great job there uh, with getting back and being aggressive. Jeremiah Rumpsonero, speaking of him, fantastic game. 12 points, three rounds and assists, two for four from three, 71% from the floor. Uh, I, I think that Jeremiah Rumpsonero has a, a really good role as a pick and pop guy, as uh, just a solid offensive center who can play average defense. And in certain matchups, especially matchups against high-powered offenses, as you become a contender and as you as you get into games where you're you're, you're viewing them as a must-win, that is very valuable. That is very valuable to have on your roster and in your repertoire, so to say. So I think that Jeremiah Searle this year has really taken a leap offensively. Uh, the numbers, of course, might not say that he's taken a leap, uh, but I think that he just looked a lot better and more comfortable on the offensive end. And this year from three, he's shooting 42%, or really 42.9, 43% from three, up from last year's 36% mark. So as that three-point shot continues to go down, which I told you all last year that this guy can shoot, even though it, was not, even though it wasn't not showing up in a big way, I told you all last year he could shoot. It's it's shooting and, and going down now uh, to where it makes his game overall look better. And I think that with, with Jeremiah Armstrong, he's probably – probably what your, your second best offensive big that's healthy right now, him and Mike Muscala tied for one, a one B so to say in that category, he's been awesome. He's been awesome this season. And then the last kind of performance from this game before we get into our Pistons preview and uh, wrap this show up was Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe, 14 minutes played in this game. Kind of the best opportunities had, since that Mavericks game where he just went off. And in 14 minutes, he made eight points, got a rebound, went two for four from three, one for two from inside the arc. Just has a really smooth game about him. And that smoothness comes with confidence as well. I think that what we're seeing so far this year for him is what we saw in his career in Philadelphia. When he is given opportunity, he's flashing those tools. When he's given the chance to play, he's flashing NBA-level tools. Now, in Philadelphia, it was hard to get those opportunities because they're a winning team. They're a, they're a team that they're a team that is trying to not only compete for the playoffs, they're competing for the one seed. They're competing for the, cha- you know, the championship. They're, they are at a full-go pace of their, of their contention. And the idea is, eventually, as the season progresses that Isaiah Joe will get more and more opportunity in OKC because they're not at that championship level of contention just yet. And I just wonder, I wonder when that, that, that switch will flip for him and when he will get more opportunity, um, when he'll get more opportunity as a player in OKC. Because so far in his NBA career, with each and every opportunity, he's shown that he can play at this level. The bet of the day was OKC plus five and a half. That did not hit the second loss of the season. Uh, they have two losses against the spread and one push. Everything else has been a win for them. MVP of the game. I think that Jeremiah Robinson Earl deserves MVP of this contest. Let me know below who you think was the MVP of this contest. Coming up, let's preview the game against the Detroit Pistons. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We're back on the on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder each and every single day. It's a Lockdown Thunder podcast. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. We'll be back tonight recapping the game against the Pistons. Hopefully this next round of Dayquil means I'll be fully back, but we'll see. We'll see just how that goes. Um... Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. Check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast as well, which has the latest and greatest of all the storylines around the NBA and NFL and MLB and every sport out there. So check it out today, going beyond the box score and behind the scenes of every single sport, pro and college. Check it out today, Lockdown Sports Today. So the Thunder play the Pistons tonight, and it will be a fun game, as the Thunder were mentioned before, Two-point favorites on the road, so they are favored to win this game, which is very interesting. And the Thunder can get back on track with a win tonight. The big things I'm watching for, number one, does Isaiah Joe get minutes? We just talked about that. Isaiah Joe uh, has had two really good games. He's given opportunities. When does he get more opportunity for this Thunder team? I'm also watching for Trey Mann and Darius Basley. I think that both those guys have had two um, less-than-stellar games, obviously, for Trey Mann. It's been two bad games for Baisley. Had a really bad game against uh, Milwaukee overall, despite uh, his box score not looking terrible. Just uh, could not get going against the Bucks, and and kind of against the Bucks played a little soft. Like he was not as aggressive. He missed a putback dunk that should have been a surefire thing if he just goes up strong on air. But against air, he didn't go up strong somehow. Uh, I'm looking for those two guys to really bounce back. Uh, I think that you need them to bounce back in order to win games uh, first and foremost. Uh, but also. How many minutes does Usman Jang play? Because I think that Usman Jang's been a really nice surprise this season of how NBA-ready he is right, right out of the gate. Of course, he's still going to struggle in some games and some matchups because um, it's just hard to play the NBA as a teenager. But overall, I like what we've seen out of Usman Jang. And then also... We've seen a ton of defensive improvement from SGA. And of course, we know what kind of defender Lou Dort is. How do those two guys defend Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham? And you know who gets who defensively? Like, does Lou Dort guard Ivey? Does Lou Dort guard Cunningham? Like, what is the matchup there uh, with those two guards? Uh, and we've seen with SGA's defensive improvement, can it continue now facing off with uh, two really good guards? But overall, this should be a fun game. It should be a competitive game. It should be a game that you enjoy watching. Today's NBA slate is incredible. Uh, each game, every team plays, every single team plays, and the games are staggered by 15 minutes. So it should have all these games coming down to the wire at the same time and just some awesome finishes. So make sure you you uh, tune in. It's All of it's free on League Pass today, so League Pass is totally free today uh, for everybody. So you can watch every single game for free on today. So 
check it out today. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, check out Locked in NBA for the national recap of everything tomorrow. And until tomorrow, whenever we recap the Pistons game, be good and be good to one another. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.